0: Week seven in the books, by McGeddon, kind of complete, injuries always ongoing, but we're here to find winners after coming off a Sunday winner. It's time for week eight, player profiler pick and power hour, starting now. Welcome back to the player profiler pick and power hour. We are your hosts, Ahan Ranta and Trevor Tipton, who is coming off another. Sunday winner, uh, a little same game piece, uh, two-piece in the Rams-Steelers game. It looks beautiful when, uh, you know, we start off the show looking at some green. Uh, Trevor, walk us through how your week went.
1: Uh, good. I mean, went back-to-back. Back. Uh, so I like that. I like two win weeks in a row. Um, overall, my week was meh. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. Um, you know, if we're talking just from a betting side – uh, I finished up a couple units for the week, but that's kind of a man week for me. I'll take it as better than losing, but uh, you know, it was a wild week. Uh, you know, I got a lot of, I took a lot of crap from a lot of people. Um, if, if those aren't aware, uh, you know, on Friday night too, I went on uh, our, one of our DFS shows and talked about, uh, you know, I loved Puka this week and I thought Puka would get the targets so you know uh you know on the big tilt i talked about it we obviously made it a play here uh and everybody was like you're a clown there's no way it's cooper cup show uh how'd that work out for you dfs otherwise uh for us it worked good uh note to self Alice robinson just is a shell of his former self uh if they continue to give us those lines we will continue to play his unders
0: yeah and everybody loves a good uh, revenge narrative, but not much uh, revenge going on uh, in this one. Uh, Trevor, you you you've come up with a few winners uh, each of these Sundays now and you've mastered uh, what I have not been able to do this week which is pick out the winners to give out on the show. Uh, I if I, I don't I mean you know this, but if you look at our underdog pick generator picks, everything I put on the <laughs> underdog pick generator from my side from the 1 p.m sleep, I think I had five picks from the 1 p.m. slate. Every single pick green. Yep. The thing I gave out on the show, the rivals with Jahan Dotson less on receptions. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) it just that—that's the kind of run I'm on right now. But shout out to you uh, for for carrying us, and uh, uh, we—we're coming off. You know, we could say I'll say we until I start picking out the right. Ah, it's always we. Yeah, Uh, it's—it's us against the people who are who trying to give us money, right? So. Uh, and if you want to get in on some of these winners, all you have to do is join underdog fantasy uh, and play pickems with us. You can join use promo code underworld upon entry and take advantage of all kinds of promos going on uh, for football. There's hundred K dollar Sundays where Underdog has just given out cash uh, to um, uh, to people um, who use the, the hundred K Sunday special. Um, the NBA is now underway. It's my favorite time of the year. We got uh uh, American Pro Sports on, and uh, all there, there are lots of promos. And Underdog has a Victor Wembayana boost today, so you want to get in on this action, and uh, you want to join us uh, on these podcasts/slash streams. If you're listening on podcast, if you're listening to this episode on podcast, make sure you join us over on the YouTube uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, Facebook streams. Wednesdays, we upload those. Uh, we upload those episodes as podcasts where we talk about the previous week, and we uh, preview Thursday night football. We give you a collab entry, but for the meat of the slates, uh, which is Sundays and Mondays, we do a bonus show on Fridays, four thirty p.m. Eastern time. So you want to join us for those, uh, Trevor? It was it was quite the week, um, and honestly, I'm not even going to complain since I, you know. If you follow, you know, some of some of my bets and if you follow the stuff I put in the player profile Profiler Discord, um, I actually ended up the week up coin, uh, which was I'm never going to complain when we see that kind of a slate with those quarterbacks, with those teams on by. I'm never going to complain if we're upcoin. Um, give me a, at, at least one uh, huge takeaway uh, that, you, that you saw from the Sunday slate.
1: Uh, so. I I just got, I'll go quick on a couple, Um, right? We could, we see Baltimore continue to, I mean, I did not think Detroit wouldn't show up like that. You obviously heard me with the hot take on the show. Um, I think they missed Monty a lot more than they'll admit. Um, But but for me, it was Baltimore continuing to grow in Monty's offense uh, is huge. Uh, Miami's lack of defense is going to crush them in the playoffs. Um, That's that they have one of the best offices in football. You can see their glaring issues on defense. Uh, And let's talk about some fantasy relevance. Is Calvin Ridley still a start? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know right now. Uh, I'm at the point I don't have, you know, we talked about this a little bit. I don't have a massive amount, but I have enough that uh, there's a good chance he, until they show me otherwise, um, you know, he's just not getting the targets until I, you know, and as soon as I sit him, he's going to have, you know, seven for one sixty five and two TDs. But um, I just don't know that he's going to get the target share on that offense that I need I need him to have every week.
0: Yeah. And we briefly discussed the Calvin Ridley situation uh, last week. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm on the train that I still think he's good at football and he ran into a tough matchup with the, with the saints. Um, but you know, there, there's a medium between he You know, you shouldn't have picked him in the second round, as a lot of people were. Which you shouldn't have picked him there. There are a lot of better picks there. Um, and you know, get him out of the NFL. He, he, he. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's that's it's just lunacy, right? It's he's one of the best receivers in the NFL. I care about target share, and we're talking about that because we're gonna. One of our plays today is evolves around a continued – someone continuing to grow in their target share. Like, I care about that. But if you think Calvin Ridley is bad at football, you probably also think the games are scripted and the guys – right? So let's talk about this, guys. All right? We're going to talk about Bijan. We can bring it up. All right? Everybody tilted over Bijan's usage, okay? I want you guys to think about this. The sports books. This doesn't count, okay? This doesn't count prize picks, underdog, private bookies that – allegedly exist, all these different things. Last month alone, the top 10 states in sports betting handled over $6 billion. The NFL is a $20 billion a year company, and Arthur Smith makes millions of dollars a year. They don't care about your stupid prop.
0: And reportedly Arthur Smith's father also has a lot of money, but that's a, that's a topic for another yeah, day. Yeah.
1: yeah. That, that's a whole other <laughs> conversation. I, I digress, but like it's, you know, that's what I think they believe if, if they believe that. So uh, let's talk about our, you know, some of our season longs, right? Your boy Zeke coming up and uh, like getting us there and I'm going to go just uh, wear the cone of shame in the corner about Darren Waller finishing with 98 yards.
0: I feel like our, the season-long, I mean, the intent of making a season-long entry is to have that adrenaline rush of having an entry, you know, open on your active slips, right, on uh, on, yep. on Underdog. And it's about the adrenaline rush of each week, just like regardless of your fantasy teams, regardless of your pickems week by week, even if you don't have any exposure to said player, if that said player does something that week, you're like, oh, yes, that, that helps a season-long, and it's just a good sweat to have. Darren Waller, though I mean, <laughs> <laughs> seventy-seven yards at halftime. Uh, finishes with ninety-eight yards. The, the good, uh, and I and I brushed over this last week. The good Tyrod Taylor is spamming him the ball, and I made a tweet. Um, yep. you know, uh, during that Sunday game, the Tyrod Taylor is forcing Darren Waller the ball. He's he's auto feeding him, and people in the comments are so sensitive to anything that is said about any of their favorite player number one when i say he's force feeding him the ball i'm not saying that that's a bad thing to do to force your probably your best player the ball you know i know we went off on darren waller a couple weeks ago but he's still the best weapon in that pass catching offense you can argue maybe one dale but he's a slot guy whatever darren waller is the reputed guy he's your number one i'm not saying it's a bad thing to force feed your top weapon number two I'm not going to get into the argument of Tyrod Taylor versus Dar- uh, versus Daniel Jones with you. I don't care about our season-long entry for that. I care that this man is feeding Darren Waller, who we need 100-yard games from, and I like that, okay? So you yep. little Tyrod Taylor stands who are getting after me for, you know, dissing him that he's force-feeding the ball, I like that, okay? So calm down. We like that he's force-feeding him the ball, uh, but he really should have had 100 yards uh, in that game. That was a wide-open layup. And, uh, yeah, he, he missed it. Um, it is what it is. Uh, we'll, we'll have a few more chances to do that. And presumably with Tyrod Taylor quarterback, uh, we'll have a better chance of that. So we like that.
1: Yeah, I don't think TJ is coming back anytime soon from stuff I'm reading. I, I think his neck's a lot bigger issue that the Giants are leading on. Uh, I think it's going to be the Tyrod show. And I wish Jones would have targeted him the way they had, um, right? Uh, you know, one of our re- You know, one of our listeners just brought up, I agree. Use Waller and Hyatt. I Listen, Jalen Hyatt can play. He is the field, you know, he's a field stretcher. You know, you got Wandale coming out of the slot. Um, you know, they have, it's why I invested them in best ball in season long. Like, I have a lot of exposure to this offense, um, and I have a lot of exposure to Hyatt, Waller and Hyatt. So I would love for them to do it. And then, hey, here's what happens. Good things happen when you throw your best receiver on the field, the ball.
0: <laughs> uh, Jerry Jones, uh, if you're in the chat, hope you uh, have that unmuted. Uh, yeah, just to, <laughs> speaking of season long, uh, so DK Metcalf didn't play, not uh, you know overly worried about yeah. him yet. Uh, he rarely yeah. misses games. Uh, Christian Watson cannot catch a break to save Ugh. his life. This is a player who, per snap, if you look at the efficiency metrics, you look at the yards per route run, yards per snap even – This is one of the most efficient per snap receivers of our generation. And that is just a fact. He's in the 99th or, you know, 98th or better percentile amongst receivers over the last 10 years in pretty much any efficiency metric you can find. He commands targets because he's always open. He makes the big plays. uh, And he's almost matchup proof, although Patrick Sertan did make him, uh, you know, did contain him a little bit. But part of that was Jordan Love is just not good at football yet. Um, and whether that will happen or not, it is what it is. Um, and by the way, Jordan Love still finished as a QB 13 fantasy-wise on the week, right? So we can't equate skill at football to, to fantasy finishes. It's just not the right thing to do. But Jordan Love throwing him hospital balls. Uh, it's why Luke Musgrave has gotten hurt multiple times. Um, Christian Watson cannot catch a break. Now it's a hamstring if this man plays ten games in a season, he's going to get these six touchdowns. But that's what we're banking on right now. It is.
1: Yeah, up. I'm a. We need him to play, so it's. Yeah. Um, and I'm not worried about Monty. Monty's going to fall to Edzota as soon as he's back <laughs> in a week or two. Monty, like Monty's done. Like unless Monty doesn't yeah. play the rest of the season, that's we're we're on cruise control there.
0: Zeke uh, also giving us some hope as well. Just as soon as I gave up on him, he pulls me right back really? in to uh, two at this time. Ramondre played, and Zeke still found the end zone with a little direct snap job. Uh, that was a weird. Uh, it was a weird week all around, but we made some progress on the season long. Um, another just takeaway I had since you you, you brushed on it was the Eagles versus Dolphins, and I said this for those of you baseball fans out there. You know, before the uh, MLB playoffs started, I said uh, two teams that I see a lot of parallels between the Atlanta Braves and the Miami Dolphins. Great insane offenses top to bottom. It seems like you can't stop them. And then the other side of the ball, their obvious deficiencies for the Braves, it was their, their pitching, but actually their offense also didn't show up, uh, you know, when it, when yeah. it mattered the most. Um, and it feels like the dolphins are much of the same. And we saw that their offense didn't look amazing against the Eagles, despite the Eagles, maybe not having the best secondary this year. They, they just don't. Uh, but Tua attack was just e- exposed in a, in a couple of spots and, that that's why i feel like the dolphins aren't serious contenders just at, yet because people say i'm biased as a patriots fan but i mean that that game was an example of why i think the dolphins aren't quite serious contenders yet um but enough uh enough of the the pillow talk about these these random offenses uh it's time to find some winners for week 8 as usual on wednesdays we find you winners for the thursday night football we have a few of these collab entry uh winners uh down pat but Um, You know, we're going to discuss everything Bucks, everything Bills in a moment. But right before we do that, let's hear a quick word from the Podfather.
2: Now, as we at Player Profiler have become a full-blown machine learning company, the crowning achievement has to be the injury finder. We're now taking BMI data and injury history data and assigning a probability that a player is injured on any given touch. And not only can you see a player's fragility rating, their injury risk, We also have analysis from professional physical therapists breaking down all the major players that underwent surgery last year and what their rehabilitation looks like heading into 2023. There's a tool to compare players as a database where you can say, show me all the foot injuries, show me all the severe injuries, show me all the injuries requiring surgery. It provides you the key market intelligence to know what is the difference in probability that player X versus player Y will miss games this year. It's great for fantasy football and it also just satisfies your curiosity as a fan. Go to the App Store, go to Google Play, download it. It's five bucks every year just to reload the latest injury predictions and fragility ratings. The 2023 data is live now. Open your phone and get smarter.
0: We are back on the Player Profiler Pick and Power Hour where we are about to talk about week eight, uh, Thursday night football between the Bucks and the Bills. You can tail our plays on Underdog Fantasy using promo code underworld and uh join us on streams wednesdays and fridays 4 30 pm eastern time friday we do the bonus shows let's talk week eight thursday night football and if you are on stream you're able to see that on underdog there's promos going on uh tonight it's the uh, first full slate of the nba you can get in on this victor webbiana booster right after the show i'm probably gonna head over to the player profiler discord after i make an nba entry and share what I've got so you can tell me, or you can make your own entry. Um, but we're here to give you some winners for Thursday Night Football, Bucks bills A uh, quick bird's-eye view of this game. The the Bills have not been playing well recently. They're coming off uh, one of the crazier upsets of the year. Um, almost double-digit favorites against the Patriots in Week 7. They lose outright, and it feels like all year long I've been pushing this narrative that the Bills might be frauds this year, um, and it looks like the last few weeks it, that's looked like a pretty good take. But this may be the time to buy right back into the Bills. Um, they're, despite their struggles recently, they are eight and a half, nine po- uh, point in some spot favorites at home against Baker Mayfield and his Bucks. Uh, so. Trevor, get us started. Um, what are the key things you're looking at into this game? Uh, how are we approaching this game?
1: So interesting to me, right out of the gate, is if you look at the Vegas lines, the Bills have a 26 and a half team total, and the Bucks have a 16 and a half. I did not expect to see that this week, um, as you just talked about. Um, I'm. This is uh, an interesting spot for me. This is one of the games that I want like. If Buffalo doesn't – I kind of said it last week, Miami. This is a test for Buffalo. I expect them to show up and, like, show out here. And if they don't, that's um, – it's going to be a really big red flag. Um, so, it's uh, it's really good. So, um, interesting spot here tonight. Um, so, I, again, it's there. I just don't get it. I just don't understand that 16-and-a-half line for Tampa – that's what they think. So we're going to play around with it. So where are we going to go? If anybody follows me, if anybody knows anything about me, they know I am a Dalton Kincaid Stan. Uh, this is a Dalton Kincaid fan account. Uh, I think he has tons of upside. Uh, I loved his landing spot. Um, you know, I am all over him. I've been all over him. And what we're starting to see is that you see it with a lot of tight end rookies. He's really getting down. Uh, the blocking scheme now there's there's never been an issue. Can he catch? Can he run routes? It's can he also help block, which they use Dawson Knox a ton for, right? Uh, You know, Mr. Brick hands himself, uh, which is, which is great for our Kincaid uh, over today, which we're going with over higher than four receptions. Why are we going with this? So we saw last week first, new England, eight out of eight targets. He had eight targets, eight receptions, uh, he continues to be an increased role. Here are things that I really, really like. He's now lining up outside in a wide receiver position 25% of the time. He's in the slot 52%. So, right, they're going to run him in line the rest. But, you know, we got a 77% that he's either in a wide receiver position or in the actual slot. I love that. Um, he has a league leading catch rate for tight ends. And don't come at me later and say, oh, hey, this guy who's two for two is 100%. Go away. I'm talking about like actual tight ends that play every week. So uh, that's really, really important to me. A big one is last week versus New England, he had a 20.8% first read. So Josh is getting more comfortable with him. He's starting to give him more first reads. The offense is also calling more plays for him. Those are things I want to see in a player. Now, Tampa Bay is tied with the Vikings for running the lowest rate of man in the NFL. They run zone and zone and zone. All right. This is going to allow for targets, you know, in that soft zone. Dalton Kincaid has a hundred percent catch rate versus zone this year. Let me say that again for the people in the back. Kincaid has a hundred percent catch rate versus zone. His competitor for targets from that position right now, Mr. Dawson Knox, dropped two touchdowns. Coaches are watching that. They drafted him where they did for a reason. And now we're going to add in. Tampa Bay blitzes out of that zone at the third highest rate in the league. So we know they're going to bring pressure. We know they're going to blitz Allen. They're going to have a spy on Allen. I think we're going to see a lot of uh, quick out routes, quick slants, um, you know, and then seams over the middle for Kincaid this week. Um, this line is currently juiced up at three and a half. It's like minus 175, 180 uh, at, at traditional sports books. This is going to close at four and a half there in my mind. This is, if you're listening to this an hour before the game tomorrow, you're probably not going to be able to get this at four. So at a four, we push uh, five receptions. We win. Uh, I love Kincaid to get over four receptions this week.
0: Absolutely love it. You know this. This was the year that I was all over the. You can't be just automatically fading rookie tight ends uh, narrative. Yeah. And actually, my guy of the year was Sam Laporta, uh, look, looking pretty good right now. Also, Luke Musgrave. Uh, you know that that makes me cry a little bit. Uh, but um, you know, Michael Ma- Michael Mayer. Um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, coming rising out rising from the ashes. It, the ashes a little bit, you know, had Brian Hoyer thrown uh, to him, uh, uh, you know, in week seven, but don't sleep on Michael Mayer's rise and Dalton Kincaid, right? This is his opportunity under the bright lights, no Dawson Knox to deal with. Uh, this is it. And I love that we're going with the receptions, right? You know, I, I, I was on the same page with you on this I, I kind of like the receiving yards, but I really like the receptions. The receiving yards on books opened at 33-and-a-half. On Pickham, it opened at 37-and-a-half, and now it's at 41-and-a-half. Um, so, you know, I feel like game script uh, independent. Uh, we can get five catches out of him, and even if they're just checkdowns, you know, right down the middle. Go get us uh, two yards for a first down kind of plays, right? And those, those plays hurt the receiving yards, but they don't hurt uh, the receptions because, uh, you know, we're going after – purely the volume here so i i love that we're going that route and like you said with uh i think this closed at four and a half uh and if you get it at four and he finishes with exactly four well guess what we're not graded as a loss you know the payout on our two pick will just go down a little but we're not losing so we get that insurance as well I'm going to pair it uh, with something on the Bucks. we got to pair it with something on the other team. And, uh, you know, just not, not too much scrolling here. I'm going to stick with uh, good old reliable Mr. Rashad White. Now, on Player Profiler shows, we've heard a lot of, of uh, hot takes about Rashad White, about how good this man actually is. Um, but here's something that's kind of undebatable is what he does is catch passes. When uh, I was in charge of breakout finder uh, ratings, uh, you know, in Rashad White's rookie year, I noticed that he had the highest receiver rating of all time. Higher, highest receiver rating since we started tracking receiver ratings in the NFL. This guy has a pass catching profile from college that he's carried over to the NFL, and we're seeing it over the last few weeks. Rashad White uh, has three plus targets in every game since week two. And over this receiving yards line uh, that we're taking, you know, this higher than 21.5 receiving yards line in four out of five of those games in that span. His route participation in the losses, which it looks like it might be here, 78% a season high against Philly, and then 55%, and then 67% is, uh, the second highs. Makes sense. When the the Bucks are down, you're going to have to drop back and pass the ball a little bit and take the easy ones with Rashad White. And this usage, it's not a coincidence. Baker last year, on a different offense, ranked number one in checkdown rate. This guy is a perennial checkdown merchant. He, he, you know, people give Baker the mo that he likes to take the the risky deep shots. He also quietly just ranks number one in checkdown rate. Uh, you know, last year, so he will take the easy ones when he gets them, and the Buffalo Bills perfect matchup for it. They rank number five in pressure rate, uh, and they've allowed the seventh most targets and ninth most receptions to running backs, and also the fifth highest yards per reception so once they allow those checkdowns to running back it's not like they're eager to tackle them behind the line of scrimmage either so we like Rashad White uh, this week over 21 and a half receiving yards um, and it's you know he in a couple of these games where he's hit this higher he's actually hovered around the 22 to 25 range so I wouldn't be surprised if by tomorrow before game time this is up near the 24 and a half range so I like that we're getting this now Half a unit, let's lock in our two pick. Dalton Kincaid higher than four receptions and Rashad White higher than 21 and a half receiving yards.
1: Like it. Um, Yeah, I mean, the guy's only missed one catch all year, right? He has 22 receptions on 23 targets, and that's why they're not giving us his receptions. (laughs) So they know this. Um, And again, his yards is there. Um, The reasons you listen, especially that pressure, right? Uh, Buffalo's going to have that pressure. Baker loves to check down. Uh, I think this is a great spot for White.
0: Yeah, and they mix in a lot of man and zone, so it's not like, uh, you know, you don't want to target when they play. You know, you don't want to. And no pun intended. You don't want to target the the running back uh, receptions when yeah you, you play a lot of man because just not conducive to that. But the Bills they kind of mix in man and zone a lot. The opportunity should be there. Give us four catches, and I think uh, you know we 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 have this this easily. I think it's key too here that a, a lot of times, especially with these weird primetime games, you know, nine. It seems like ninety percent of primetime games are just weird. And you can expect the unexpected. But it's key here that this game script i think is going to be uh really negative for the bucks because like you said it really doesn't make all that much sense given how the bills are playing their you know nine point favorites but it seems like uh the the books are giving respect to the bills here um and it's probably for good reason because they're probably winning this game playing from ahead a bounce back spot for josh allen so i i think there's a very very high likelihood that you know no matter which way this this game goes spread wise we're getting uh, the Bucks gonna gonna drop back and, and pass a lot, having to play from behind. Uh, so so I like that there.
1: Yep, I like it. So let's uh, let's start the streak on the Thursday show, and uh, we'll try to keep the streak alive on Fridays.
0: Yeah, so that was our two pick. Once again, Dolan Kincaid higher than four receptions. Rashad White higher than twenty-one and a half receiving yards. It's been a couple of weeks since we found a Thursday night football winner together, but the the reads have been there pretty much every week. You know, Trevor Trevor is picking out winners on Sundays and giving them out on the show like a good like a good man, um, and I am picking out some you know the, the the losers that I find. I'm picking them out, but eventually I'm going to get hot on Sundays as well. But when we come together on Thursdays, it's been it, we've been mostly mostly dialed in uh right one of those losses was just luke Musgrave getting hurt no funny business nobody get hurt this time just give us uh give, give us those you know the receiving yards and the receptions we'll be back uh on uh the stream for the bonus show so not on podcast form but on stream on youtube and uh facebook for the player profiler pick and power hour bonus show for week eight to talk about all of the sunday and monday slate and in the meantime, we're going to drop right after Thursday Night Football or the next morning, we're going to drop early leans for the Sunday-Monday slate on the Player Profiler uh, pick-em uh, pick generator under the DFS Dominator on the site. So go get that package as well. Um, and join us in the Player Profiler Discord for some pick em throughout the week. And come back and join us on the show on Friday. And then if you want to talk some betting as well, head over to the Juice on Friday night. But until then, let's hope we found you another Thursday Night Football winner. Good luck on your Week 8 bets. We'll see you on Friday.
2: Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business.